I'm Roddy. And you joined us for... Stage Door! We have a fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. That's right, we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. The studio phone is primed to ring any second with your ringing requests. I wonder who'll be on the line today. I don't know. <laughs> uh, join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then Joe's got five freshly baked questions for me to wrangle with in our quick quiz. Interesting wording, you'll find out later. <laughs> uh, later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot of a show you might not have heard of. And then make sure you catch our spotlight interview with Stephanie McKenzie. And that's all coming your way before midday here on Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Yay! <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, all right. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah. after some train cancellations and downloading software here in the studio, I feel like we're primed and ready to go. Fantastic. Now, um, it's a bit weird that sort of you're wearing a jumper and right. it's like, what's this weather what going, going on? What is going on? I mean, I've come back. We've both come back, sun-kissed from the, uh, from the Aegean Greek Sea. Island, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then we come back here, it's suddenly turned sour and cold. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but, oh, you know. It's not normally this cold in April, is it? It really isn't. Like, it's just madness. Every morning when I'm asking my, uh, my little smart speaker uh, okay. what the temperature is, I'm shocked to discover it's like eight degrees outside. Yeah. Shouldn't be allowed. Definitely not. Have Have you um, seen any shows this week? Do you know, what I haven't, but I'm going to Cabaret. <gasps> I'm going to You're Cabaret going. this week. I'm going to the Da Vinci Code this week. I've got lots coming up. So next week I'm going to be busting at the seams. With Fabulous. I, I've, I've had, um, you know... My son goes and see Cabaret, and he mentioned that the beginning, before the show even begins, is one of the best bits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Interesting. Yeah. So I've got to get there early, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you normally slip in at the last minute. So yeah, can, can you do. not do that this okay. time? Okay. Am I going to have to be there? I'm going to have to preempt it and get there, get there early. Now, last week, we obviously had the lovely Ollie Britton, Oliver Britton, yeah, in the that. Spotlight yeah. interview chair. Yeah. Very, very funny man. I listened back to that a couple of times, just to, just his warm chuckle. Yeah. And he's so good at clowning. Anyway, he the thing one of the things I had to cut from that interview was him describing that he started a new podcast show with Reese. Oh. Um, so you might remember Reese Owen, who we yes, also had in the spotlight absolutely. interview chair a few weeks prior to that, who's still in Only Fools and Horses in the West End, which I believe is playing till October. Oh, wow. um, they've start, started this together. It's called um, Six Out of Ten. Okay. And, uh, and it's the, the idea is that it's them doing impressions and that only <gasps> six out of ten of them are any good. Oh, I and, love that. And they're, <laughs> they're, they've got guests on. I think so far they've had, uh, like, Reese's dad's been on. Sounds like a ridiculous concept. But anyway, I promised I that it. I would pass that plug and on. And where can we find that? 
all your major podcast streaming places. And it's called 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's, yeah he's, he's even sent me a little screenshot of it. 6 out of 10, fairly impressive impressions with Reese and Ollie. Love it. I'm going to be listening in. <laughs> okay, now you understand why I left yeah, it that short. I do understand why we only got two seconds. <laughs> it's classic. It's classic. I've started playing Hurdle. Yes. Do you know Hurdle? Yes, I, d- I well, you, They only give you one second, so we've been generous with two and a half Absolutely. seconds Absolutely. Some, some of those Goodness little sake. clips are ridiculous. You can't tell anything. <laughs> the very first one I ever heard, I got instantly. Oh, really? And then everything after that, no. <laughs> maybe maybe it's designed. It's got some kind of algorithm to hook you in with oh, something easy. Oh, I don't know. Let's first listen one, to it again. The, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. The first one I did, yeah. the first one I did on Hurdle was... Um, and it was um, in its iconic riff. Yeah. It's like, well, this is easy. And then just like you, the next day, hip-hop track. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> anyway, back to name that show. Here's yeah, we're, that we're first back to again. musicals now. Everybody is singing the next little bit of the guitar <laughs> in their head. I want to do it. <laughs> now, listen, if you know what that little tiny two-second clip is from, please uh, email in at joe at river.radio. That's jo at river.radio. And tell us what you think the musical is. Uh, you can have bonus points for knowing what the song is. You can have bonus points for even identifying which version and which singer is doing this one when you hear other clips later. But we're looking for the show. It's name that show, not name that song. Name that show. What show has that come from? Uh, now, you probably already heard that cheeky little curtain sneaking its way in, wafting in the spring breeze. It is now, however, time to lift the curtain. Woo! Hey, uh, there's so many things going on. Now, did you hear that there's going to be the very, very first musical con? No. Okay, so you know Comic Con and all I those do. things. Okay. I wasn't sure what you were going to say then. Yeah. <laughs> Who's conning him? No, is it, exactly. No. Uh, so, convention. convention. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's really, really exciting. It's the UK's first ever musical uh, convention, a fan convention. Um, it's going to be on um, the 22nd and the 23rd of October at Excel London, of course, because it has to be as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a huge exhibition centre. So, I mean, the fact that they're going there for the first one rather than somewhere like Olympia, which is a tenth of the size, is very impressive. Yeah, no, I think they'll get it as well. You know, over the weekend, fans will have the opportunity to meet the stars, celebrate the shows, learn from the pros. And it won't just be the stars taking centre stage. Everyone's invited to join in with an epic cosplay competition as well. Mm-hmm. So fan meetups, musical lip sync battles and show sing-alongs, all that's going to happen. The convention we every musical theatre fan's fantasy. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to book that in, I would get going on that. That's the 22nd and 23rd of October. Nice. And that's Musical Con. <laughs> Did you see just uh, this week that Six has announced they're going to do a team version? I know. For schools? I know. Because there are a couple of bits where you go, hmm, yeah, I don't think you'd feel entirely comfortable asking a girl at secondary school to sing this. But how I, fabulous that they're going to just adjust it slightly and then um, let schools do it. I know, which is really fantastic because it's so popular. Yeah, oh, fabulous show. Slightly yeah. sadder gossip, Greg Doran is stepping down from the RSC. Oh! 
Now, I say sad because, you know, wonderful director. I actually think probably, in my humble opinion, a better director than he's been an artistic director. Okay. He's done some wonderful things, like he's stopped them doing quite so many star hoggy shows. Sure. And he's also rebooted something I was reading in a Michael Bill- Billington article that reviewed it very sort of calmly and mm. uh, was very decent about looking back and going, actually, what's worked really well is not doing Midsummer Night's Dream every year, but... And stretching the canon out across nice. a period. But it's interesting because people have different strengths, artistic directors versus yep. directing. Michael Boyd, I thought, was a better artistic director than he was a director. Okay. This is all subjective. It's art. People are going to disagree sure. with me and say exactly the opposite. <laughs> um, but he's been there for 10 years and he's stepping down. Obviously, sadly, his partner, Anthony Cher, died yes. just a few months ago. So I think that probably partly it feels the right time because, um, you know, that chapter of his life is probably going to feel like it's closing. Yeah, all the very best. Very Thank interesting you. to see who might be coming next. I yeah. mean, he's going to continue as artistic director emeritus until the end of 2023. OK. Um, and they've worked through the, you know, they've worked through the entire canon of plays in Shakespeare's first folio in time for its 400th anniversary next Amazing. year. So he's, it's, you know, what a privilege of a role and exciting to see who's coming next absolutely the rsc is also uh, announced it's bringing studio ghibli's my neighbor totoro to the stage they're going to adapt that it looks like it'll be the sort of thing that will fill their um christmas slot okay but extraordinary to think that you know that studio ghibli is now going to get mounted on not just on stage anywhere but by the rsc yeah seems a quite sort of fruity combination doesn't it not what you necessarily traditionally expect but amazing very exciting did you uh, you, you know um and juliet the musical Yes. Of course. Uh, They are going to have a sing-along performance. (laughs) Now, I'm sure it's probably come out of the fact that everybody just sings along anyway. (laughs) Let's give them legal permission. Um, On the 6th of June, so the producers of Angeliet have announced a special sing-along performance at the Acclaim Show at the Shaftesbury Avenue on the 6th of June. So that should be fun. Yeah. It's a really different kind of thing to do with musicals, isn't it? I've still not been. And okay. I do need to go. Finn mentioned that I'd really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know all the tunes already, right? Yeah. It's a jukebox music. It is. It is. But um, go and have some fun. And, you know, you sing, you can be nice and loud and, and <laughs> trying to get let me yourself to go, go. Let off some steam, are you? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, dear. <laughs> Just sticking in uh, the Midlands, sticking in Stratford on Avon, from my point of view, sure. after having talked about the RSC, did you see that Dem- Dame Judy Dench and Sir Kenneth Branagh have been given the freedom of Stratford? No, no, that's wonderful. The reason I love this is yeah. that one of the things that this freedom entitles you to yeah. is to um, you're allowed to herd your sheep through Stratford. So there's these <laughs> wonderful photographs of Judy Dench holding on to a sheep, <laughs> just wandering through the middle of Stratford. And it's because they've, I mean, partly, partly it's because they've unveiled a restored statue of the Bard on, um, is it on a pub or is it on the town hall? It's something that's on the town hall. Okay. Um, but it was originally donated by David Garrick. Okay. So the fact that now, you know, the, the equivalent, the big dogs of today, which is yeah. frankly Judy Dench, but has brought along Sir Ken with her, um, uh, to get to go and re- unveil the new one. I love sweet. But, yeah, that some very image. Funny, very funny pictures. <laughs> She's like, where's my, where's my agent? I didn't sign yeah. up for this. <laughs> um, we have, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there is a, a musical about Tony Blair. It's there. Interesting. What's yep. It, what's it called? It's called Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Tony Blair Rock Opera. 
Uh, very strange. And they've just announced the cast for it. It's written by Harry Hill and Steve Brown. And okay. it charts the highs and lows across Blair's leadership as Prime Minister. Um, the comedian Charlie Baker is playing Tony Blair. Uh, Gary Trainers from School of Rock um, is playing Gordon Brown. And there's loads of other amazing cast with, you know, the major um, politicians of that time. Uh, it's directed by Peter Rowe. And this runs at the Park Theatre in North London starting on the 1st of June. Mm. Now... I don't know. Would you want to go and see a political musical? I don't know. Well, yes, I would. But it feels... Uh, the fact that when I come to teach a triplet to English students, I my default is to go to education, education, education. I realise that none of them were born when he said that. Yeah. Means that I'm, I'm acutely aware, as painful as it is to me, that that time has gone. Yeah. And it possibly, I think, it's too dated now. But yeah, I, I actually agree with you. But listen, guys, um, all the very best for it. I hope it goes well. I'm all up for people trying stuff. Yeah, and it could be a runaway success. I mean, there have been many shows that have... Onto Quiz, for example. I thought Quiz was destined to fail because who wants to go and see something about who wants to be a millionaire? He got nominated for an Olivier, so clearly these <laughs> things can work. Now, the hot ticket that I've heard people all chatting about in town is Come. Prima Facie. Okay. Which stars Jodie Comer. Yes. It's a one-woman show. Yes. It's so good a show that the other day they had to smuggle her out the back door because they think they really? had somebody dodgy trying to climb through a window. Yeah. <gasps> and it's written by Susie Miller, directed by Justin Martin, and it's her, it's, uh, you'll know Jodie Comer, of course, from Killing Eve on the BBC. Yep. Um, and it's about Tessa, who's a, a, a thoroughbred, it describes her as, a young, brilliant barrister who loves to win. Uh, and then an unexpected event forces her to confront the lines between law and the proof and morals. Wonderful. So, uh, uh, it's only on for nine weeks. It's on now. It finishes uh, in the middle of June. It's on at the Harold Pinter Theatre in London. Fantastic. Well, you know, one one man plays are, are obviously difficult. Um, recently in Marlow, we had at the Bollos Theatre Finn Hartley doing Hot Cross Buns, his <laughs> one-man show as well, and he played several, several characters. Amazing. Um, yeah, uh, great for a 17-year-old to be a scriptwriter as well as the performer and everything like that. Yeah, so, that. you know, hats off to anybody who for an entire however long Nine she is weeks. performing yeah, yeah. on her own. That's, that's a lot of pressure. It's brave, it's bold. There's so much going on. It's interesting that you mentioned that we've got uh, stuff happening right here in the middle of the Thames Valley. We should look at some more local listings in a minute after some music. Beautiful. I could have a mansion on a hill I could lease a villa in Seville, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio with a gay midget named Carl playing Tevya and Porgy. I could wander Paris after dark, take a carriage ride through Central Park, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio, where I'm sharing a room with a former stripper and her snake, Wayne. I could have a satchel full of dollar bills, cures for all the nation's ills, pills to make a Queen, look like I was 17. Still, I'm certain I prefer to be going slowly, batty, 40 miles east of Cincinnati. I could shove an ice pick in my eye. 
I could eat some fish from last July, but it wouldn't be as awful as a summer in Ohio without cable, hot water, Vietnamese food for you. I saw your book at a Borders in Kentucky Under a sign that said new and recommended I stole a look at your picture on the inside sleeve And then I couldn't leave Richard, who was with me, got uncharacteristically quiet And he said, all things considered, I guess you don't have to buy it So I smile like Mona Lisa and I lay my visa down is a summer in Ohio from the last five years. Um, and apologies for <laughs> one of the words <laughs> of her some, lyrics. <laughs> fruit, fruity language in there. Mm. You're listening to Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlow on River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio. And we're live right here, right now on DAB. We are. Now, there's something exciting happening tomorrow morning. 9am tickets are on sale for Magic at the Musicals Um, and that is at the Royal Albert Hall and we've got the cast of Tina, Moulin Rouge, Drifter's Girl, Frozen, Beauty and the Beast and so many more. It's um, actually set up by Magic Radio. It's Magic at the Musicals, Royal Albert Hall, tickets on sale tomorrow. The event itself isn't until the 18th of September. But if they're selling it tomorrow morning, <laughs> that gives you an indication, doesn't it? It's going to sell. Speaking of which, I've had this on my list for ages, but Jack and the Beanstalk at the London Palladium. Oh, uh, I know. It announced ages ago that Dawn French is going to be in it, and I was talking to somebody in a spotlight interview months ago about loving Dawn French. Yep. Then, recently, they've just announced Alexander Burke's going That's into right. it as well. Together with your classics, Julian Clary and Nigel Havers, who seem to be in it every Everything, year. Everything, yep. And it's probably the biggest, isn't it? It's the yeah. biggest, brightest. It's not necessarily the best, but it is at the London Palladium. Mm. It's a very famous one, but it, it really triggered a reminder to me, book early, because not just for that show, at the minute, there are early discounts on 
most pantos. Yeah. So if you go every year and you, a bit like me with Christmas cards, you leave it until the 18th of December and you have to post it and then you've missed oh, the second you class. silly banana. Get it early because if you book them now, if you go, if you know when you're going, if you always go on Boxing Day to the two o'clock show, oh, we do it every year, then book it now because it's cheaper. Absolutely. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, just wanted to give um, Pale Mystery a um, heads up, uh, not a heads up, a uh, well done. Uh, understudy for The Life of Pi, she's the first woman to play the leading role in the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, obviously it's an award-winning show. The role of Pi is usually played by uh, Hiran Abisakura and for the first time ever. It has been a woman. So good on it, you pale. Very impressive. Uh, very, very good job to hear that. Will we do some local news? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So uh, this weekend, if you want to do something fun, it is at We Will Rock You at the Reading Hexagon. Uh, it's a music of Queen and the musical's written by Ben Elton, of course. So the 26th to the 30th, um, so that's this weekend, Reading Hexagon, We Will Rock You. Um, now, the following weekend at the Reading Hexagon, for a huge contrast, Peppa Pig's best day ever. Um, <laughs> Sublime, so ridiculous. you parents, you go out this weekend and promise the kids that you're going to take them out the weekend after. I think that's the way to go, really. Yeah. Um, Woking New Victoria Theatre this weekend, once again, Rock of Ages musical. Obviously, this whole rock thing and is happening this weekend around the place, isn't yeah. it? Um, so if you didn't like We Will Rock, you go and see Rock of Ages <laughs> at Woking New Victoria Theatre this weekend. Uh, next weekend, they have Chicago. So lots of fabulous shows coming around um, our area. Uh, Norden Farm, uh, from the 19th to the 21st of May, has the Maidenhead Drama Festival. Now, this is a three-day festival of one-act plays from local youth and adult groups, uh, which I thought was really cool. And it's professionally adjudicated, so you find out which one they feel has been the best um, yeah. delivered. Um, but, you know, if you're interested in, in that kind of thing, that's the 19th to the 21st of May at Norden Farm. This weekend, the local um, production of The Wizard of Oz at the Kenton Theatre in Henley. Um, I know one of our uh, students is in that one, so that's really great. Uh, Wizard of Oz would be great for all the kids. Ah, follow, follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. Um, the Mill at Sonning's got a show opening tonight. What is it? The Busman's Honeymoon. It opens this evening. I've right. never heard of it, but it's The Busman's oh. Honeymoon, directed by Brian Bursid. <laughs> He's directing a show. <laughs> you don't see him in it, you just hear him directing from the back. Um <laughs> So he's directing a play. It's um, not an Agatha Christie this time, which he's done at the mill before, uh, but Dorothy L. Sayers is the oh, book. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about Lord Peter Whimsy, an upper crust sleuth, who's married his lovely fiancée, Harriet Vane. Uh, but then they discover the dead body of the house's previous owner in the cellar. So it's a Beautiful. whodunit with thrills and yeah. humour, which obviously you're going to need humour if Brian's involved. You're good with those kind of shows as well. I'm, uh, what, you, I should be in it, you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah, not half. Anyway, unfortunately, yeah. I suspect it's finished rehearsals because it opens in about eight <laughs> hours time no i understand that but <laughs> i could just see you just give brian a call you, cl okay. you clearly know him well <laughs> and that's so that's on now till the 25th of june but it opens tonight so that's the uh, dinner and a show over at the millet song yeah i must must do that 
Um, Cambly Theatre on the 8th of May has Kerry Godleman. Now, I love her. Do you, have you ever seen her in, I mean, she's been in Taskmaster, loads of fabulous comedy, uh, shows as well. Um, but she's at such a good laugh. Um, that's on the 8th of May, so, so go and enjoy that. And Wickham Swan, uh, the last thing I want to highlight is from the 3rd to the 7th of May, which is only next week. Isn't that crazy? We're at the end of April already. What? So next week, Rocky Horror Show, and it stars the winner of Strictly Come Dancing, Ori Ojuba. Okay. Is that? I don't know. I didn't watch it. No. No, I don't watch Strictly either. But, um, yeah. So Rocky Horror Show, great laugh, great fun, great songs. Get dressed up. Absolutely. Have some fun. 3rd to the 7th of May at the Wickham Swan. There's some really good um, prices on that as well. Lovely. Well, that was the local roundup. Time for our pick of the week. <laughs> Right. Well, this is a show that I knew was coming. Okay. Which I forgot about. And now it's open. This is Jerusalem in the West <gasps> End. Mark Rylance. Yep. Oh, So wonderful. in an extraordinary move, Mark Rylance and Mackenzie Crook are both <laughs> reprising their roles, reprising their roles from the original at the Royal Court wow. in the West End from now on a strictly limited run. So it's on now until the 7th of August. Okay. And this show really was a watershed moment, I think, in theatre. It's been described before now as the best show, the best play of the 21st century already. That's it. Pop, 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 stop taking bets. Um, and Johnny Rooster Byron is back in town. That's the... Uh, character name uh, which Mark Rylance plays yeah and it explodes back into the West End with the original creative team. So it's still got Ian Rickson, the director, a decade after it first came wow. out. Um, and Mackenzie Crook was just brilliant as Ginger mm. in the original as well. It's a sort of um, love letter to a lost England, to a time gone by, to before even civilization as we know it. Not not even urbanisation, but just okay. old school. Like uh, It's mythological, it's romantic. It also deals with, the, it feels there's flavours of um, the traveller community in there as well okay. it's lyrical it's ridiculous it's explosive it's mm. a very fun entertaining show i mean he's fighting the council who are trying to evict his caravan but at the same time he's also um, communing with um, ancient giants who ruled the forest and the land so it's a oh, okay. it's a bizarre show um jerusalem it's by jez butterworth and uh, it's on now until the 7th of august and i'd forgotten it was coming and then suddenly a friend of mine who's a producer posted if you miss this the first time let this be your final warning like, wow. People have spent the last 10 years going, oh, I'd have loved to see in Jerusalem. Or they've seen um, Amdram Society's put it on, or they've yep. seen it in touring shows. This is the original. And it is really, I think, what made Mark Rylance. I mean, granted, he'd been acting for years before yes. that. But this was such an extraordinary award-winning performance. That, and where is that? Uh, it's at the Apollo Theatre. Oh, fantastic. Is that true? It's, it was at the Apollo Theatre first uh, when it first moved into the West End. Uh, yeah, it's at the Apollo Theatre. Oh, that's yes, right fantastic. the first time round, yes. <laughs> Get it whilst it's hot. Absolutely. Right, and so that's your second clip. That is the second clip. Um, honestly, I should have a zillion emails on this one because <laughs> it is so well known. Uh, if you think you know what that clip comes from, what musical it comes from, please email joe, J-O, at river.radio and tell me what you think it is. I want to put you on my leaderboard. Um, the, the person who gets most of these regularly correct uh, will win tickets to a show. So please email in joe at river.radio. Let's hear that again, Ready? 
<laughs> it's so hard not to sing the next line, which is also the title of the song. That's right. But we don't want the song ready. We no. want the musical that comes from. I'm all over it. Ooh, oh, hello. Someone's on the line. Someone's on the blower. Grab the old, uh, grab the old phone. Okay. Uh, uh. Hi, Joe and Roddy. Hi. It's Cleo. And I would like you to play the song Almost There from The Princess and the Frog. Because oh, when I was younger, that was my favourite film. And it still is. And I love the storyline, and I think it's a really good film. Thanks. Bye. It Aww. is. Thanks, Cleo. That is one of the most popular Disney films, actually. Is it? You'd be surprised. That's really encouraging. Yeah. I haven't seen it since it first came out, yeah. so I've totally forgotten this song. Oh. And I love that we're sticking with our Disney theme from last week. Yeah. It? Well, thanks, Cleo, for this. I don't have time for dancing. That's just gonna have to wait a while. Ain't got time for messing around. And it's not my style This old town can slow you down People taking the easy way But I know exactly where I'm going Getting closer and closer every day And I'm almost there I'm almost there People down here think I'm crazy But I don't care Princess and the Frog, almost there. Thank you, Cleo, for calling in. If you'd like a ring-in request, all you have to do is email joe at river.radio or roddy at river.radio, and we will set that up for you. Now, I just wanted to say a huge congratulations to the cast and crew of Bedknobs and Broomsticks, the musical that has been touring the country and uh, the UK and Ireland, and... Today, this week, is their final week from that tour. It's been a really hard slog for them. Uh, Original cast of a new Disney musical as well. So congratulations to every single person involved with that show. Well, they're making it to the finish line. I know. Having punched through COVID as well. I know, and it's such a long show, uh, as in long run as well. Um, Anyway, there's loads still to come, including our Spotlight interview with the lovely Stephanie McKenzie. But now, are you ready? Oh, no. It's the quick quiz. (laughs) 
interestingly, you said at the beginning as the introduction, um, I've baked up some good yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. Now, you didn't... I mean, you bring freshly baked goods all the time. I mean, I've loved my croissant. Thank oh, you. You're very welcome. Um, but interestingly, baking is partly of this quiz. So you asked me five questions about waitress. Uh, not quite, but, but pretty close. A theme. I have okay. a theme for the next few weeks. Uh, okay, right. well, baking. No, right. No. So the, the questions are going to be: um, you've got ten things I'm going to mention, right. and you have to say for, for today: is it wicked or waitress? Ah, okay. okay nice alliterative. So game. these are song titles, okay. and you need to tell me whether you think it's. Wicked or waitress? You know when Have I Got News For You do a ridiculous quiz and they start a, di- a different kind of um, little subgenre and they have a stupid jingle and a silly little um, animation pop up for the... I think we should start doing that. Okay. So this is Wicked dum, bum, bum, or Waitress. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> you can, there you go. I'm just coming up with the bare bones of the idea. You can flesh it out. Okay. Deal with it in post. L- yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay, number one. You just have to tell me... At the end of this, if it's wicked or waitress. So, hang on, am I still going to, we're still going to, I'm going to have time to think about it, am I? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Poem at a pie is number one. So these are song titles from the shows. Okay, yeah. Poem at a pie. Two, dear old shiz. Yeah. Is it wicked or waitress? Three, what is this feeling? Uh, oh, oh. Is that from wicked or waitress? Four, never ever getting rid of me. Is that Wicked or Waitress? Five, something bad. (laughs) Is that Wicked or Waitress? I'm not that girl. Right, yep. Wicked or Waitress. I've heard that, yep. Yeah. Bad idea. (laughs) What this was, yeah. Uh, Oh, no, that's a question. Um, What musical, Wicked or Waitress? I don't know. Popular? Is that from Wicked or Waitress? I mean. (laughs) You will still be mine. Is that from Waitress or Wicked? Okay. And finally, A Soft Place to Land. Is that a title from Wicked or Waitress? I mean, I don't know, but contextually I think I've got an idea. Okay. Flipping it. So ten ten song titles um, and you had to guess whether they were from Waitress or Wicked. Okay, well, let me say I'm not optimistic. Okay, but you could get some help. I could. Please email roddy at river.radio because at the minute I feel I'm getting all the warmth from these quizzes uh, of uh, loving a table. (laughs) Oh, oh, cue for a song. Your white dress sparks words spontaneous. I'll sing from mountaintops. I am in love, 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 and I don't care who knows. It lucky me, I was ordinary, but with your love, you see, I am a poet, oh, 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 poem writer. I will express this if I'm able. I love you like a table. My legs were carved for you. I love you like a table.
Right. There you go. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's time it. up. That's time up. Okay, so you were given ten song titles mm-hmm. from the musicals Wicked yep. and Waitress, and you had to tell me which one was which. Mm. Are we ready? Uh, well, no, not really, because no? I only know about three of these. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm educating you. Here we go. Number one <laughs> was Poe Pie. I'm going with... Uh, ooh, I'm, am I going to change my mind? I'm going... Come on. Wicked. No, waitress. That's what I had to first. But yeah. never mind. I'm 50-50, isn't it? Because it says pie in it as well. Yeah, I know, but I figured that might be a double bluff. Okay, cool. Given the word, whatever, pomata, po- po- it sounds weird. Yeah, that's the doctor's name. Ah, yeah. well, it could have been something from the world. Okay. Was, well, number two was Dear Old Shiz. What do you think? Well, that's definitely wicked. It is. Congratulations. What is this feeling? Uh, it could be either of them. Um, very generic title. Uh, waitress. It's wicked. Okay. Sorry. <coughs> Never getting rid of me? Waitress. Yes. <coughs> oh, no, wrong one. Yeah. There we go. So okay. two for two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, something bad. Uh, I had jotted these down, but I'm not, I've, lost, I've lost the order. Um, something bad, wicked. Yes. Oh. I'm not that girl. Waitress. No, wicked. Oh. <coughs> Sorry. Bad idea. Again. So bland. Uh, wicked. It's waitress. <coughs> Popular. That is definitely wicked. It is. You will still be mine. Uh, gosh, can't you be more inventive with song titles? Um, <laughs> uh, wicked. It's waitress. <coughs> and finally, a soft place to land. Uh, that's presumably wicked. Waitress. <coughs> I assume it was about the house landing. No. In Wizard of Oz. Well, that was four out of ten, so that's okay. definitely feeling really good about myself. Okay. Well, people needed to have helped you, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, Let's go into the vault to try and shake that off. That's great, yeah. And um, So, in we go. Okay. And bury ourselves. Can you just oh. pass my coffee? Oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. There we go. Got it. Fab. Right. Nice. Now, I've spun the roller deck. Okay. It's... It's gone all the way round, back to the beginning. To... B. B for Betty Blue Eyes. Oh, I love that. Oh, come on, come on. Yes, I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it was in 2011, it opened. It only opened for six months. It was only on for six months. It did previews in March. um, And it was based on the 1984 film A Private Function by Alan Bennett. Yes. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that, but I did know that. Oh, it's so unusual that you've not seen a film. (laughs) Well, no, normally I'm like, I haven't seen it. And you go, oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, so it was based on the Alan Bennett film and it was... Cameron's first new musical in 10 years, which, not blowing smoke up his posterior, is actually quite impressive because, of course, mostly his new shows do do very well when you're looking at things like Les Mis, which he stole off the RSC, and Miss Saigon. So, of course, people, there was a lot of fanfare around this. Sure. With um, music by George Styles, lyrics by Anthony Drew, so Styles and Drew. Fabulous. Classic double act. (coughs) Pardon me one moment. You okay? (coughs) Yeah, just um, just dying on oxygen, really. Uh, but of course, those there's such an iconic partnership that I was listening to some of the score on my mm. way in today, and was like, "Wow, this sound! They've got such a distinctive sound," uh, which I think you'll notice in our song when we play it later. Sure. The book, curiously enough, for such a British musical is by Americans. 
by right. Ron Cohen and Daniel Lippmann, um, who adapted okay. that original screenplay. And they, I think, took it to Cameron and went, what about this then? And it's funny, it's fresh, it is very eccentric. Sure. Um, it opened at the Novello Theatre yep. uh, in the West End, directed by Richard Eyre, with musical staging by Stephen Mears. So this had a, okay. a crack creative team, yeah. not to mention the cast. Sarah Lancashire, Reese Shearsmith, which yeah. people love from all of those, like Inside Number 9. David Bamber, yep. who for me will remain as uh, the slightly oleaginous, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oleaginous, that's yeah, the word. Yeah, oily and creepy. He's like <laughs> Uriah Heep, but that's a different author. That's Dickens, and I'm talking about Jane Austen, where he plays Mr. Collins right. in the BBC's yes. Pride and Prejudice. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Uh, Mark Meadows, who taught me at drama school, he was in it, and Adrian Scarborough. Who I yes, love. He's so funny. Such a wonderful character actor. Who Great on stage and TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went to the Brislovic Theatre School. Ding ding. Um, <laughs> and the voice of the show's animatronic pig. I'd forgotten who this who this I was. I can't remember. Any ideas? No. Kylie Minogue. <gasps> that is right. <laughs> yes. How ridiculous. That is hilarious. It's got it's some wild characters in it. As I mentioned, eccentric. Brace yourself. There's an evangelistic chiropodist with, uh, who's going out with, or is married to Joyce, who feels she's a nobody and is determined to be somebody. That was Sarah Lancashire's part. We'll hear yeah. from her in a minute. In fact, we'll hear the bit where she's determined to be somebody. There's an inspector obsessed with destroying illegal meat. Oh. There's spivs, the snobs, and there's a singing pig. I mean, it's ridiculous. It was set in 1947 in austerity Britain. And yeah. I think you can probably imagine that done in 2011, there's more than... Just just a side nudge yeah. to uh, a bit more than a, a little wink to yeah. austerity that we were enjoying at the time ourselves. And I think that possibly has trapped it in its time, both the original um, setting, sure. which uh, I think people are slightly tired of post-war or even into war or even wartime. So yeah. I think that's a period that um, has been so explored for art and musicals and stage shows that I think it's slightly lost its edge. It'll come back again. Um, but I think also the fact that the lens through which we were watching that in 2011 has faded. But it has been done a couple of times, I think, in America. And I think Austria right. uh, did it as well. Um, but it's about local officials feathering their own nests by taking more than their fair share. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Ring so a bell. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we, maybe we could do it again. Um, but the only bright spark on the horizon for them all is the uh, royal wedding of Princess Elizabeth and Prince Philip, which... Feels a little bit like now we're all so excited about the upcoming bank holiday. We get an extra bank holiday. Yeah, for a good reason. Yeah. Seventy years. Wow, yeah, absolutely. But I loved uh, Betty Blue Eyes when I saw it. Absolutely loved it. It's it was great, wasn't it? It was. I'm surprised really that it didn't manage to Last. transfer. I mean, yeah. the pig itself was wildly expensive, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean, it was incredible. Uh, yeah. Something like a hundred thousand pounds they spent on that. Wow. Uh, now, can you remember the score? No. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, I listened back to it and not much of it stuck out to me, I have to say. As yeah. in, it's beautifully thematic. Things come back and so you feel comfortable whilst you're watching it. But because it's now 11 years ago and it hasn't been redone and it hasn't, it doesn't get done at cabarets and all that kind sure. of thing, it's slightly dropped out of our public consciousness. But yeah. this is Nobody, which is Sarah Lancashire as Joyce, trying to step up and identify and give herself, you know, a bit of a platform. Yeah, and on. actually, it's really lovely. So I thought we'd listen to that. Fab. Uh, so long as I turn the volume up on it, we can all enjoy it. <laughs> this is the I love Spotify, absolutely favourite. Right, here we go. Nobody, nobody, nobody calls me nobody. I'm somebody they ought to be hobnobbing with, yet they put me down. 
I see the way people smirk Maybe their jibes wouldn't work If I could move in high circles Nobody, nobody, nobody calls me nobody If only they take the time they'd see That those who call me are nobody Oh, deserved applause. Yeah, absolutely. That's Sarah Lancashire. Um, now, you might remember her from being Raquel in Coronation Street. I mean, how talented is that woman? Yeah. And then she's done some brilliant BBC dramas and yeah. everyone's gone, oh, wow, look, she can act. And you're like, yeah. She, I mean, we were just looking her up. She went to Guildhall in the 80s. Yes. Right? Proper, and she can sing. Proper she can do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So good. And the whole show was sumptuous, wasn't it? it? Fantastic. You're listening to River Radio. We're online at river.radio on Apple, Android and Alexa. You can listen again on our website and we're a podcast on Apple and Spotify so head there and broadcasting live now on DAB That's very true well now it's time for part three of Name That Show Name That Show (laughs) No you can't sing anymore that's against the rules (laughs) Oh sorry I started singing the lyric Uh, Yes so 
What is that from? Ready? Um, well, I could give you the answer, Joe, yeah. but we've still got our spotlight interview we, to come. We so. do, and I've you know need a little bit more time for our leaderboard for people to come in in the third, third column. column. Absolutely. So we've given you three short clips of this fantastically well-known song. But what musical does it come from? Email Joe at River Radio. And we'll reveal all after our <laughs> spotlight interview. Well, here on River Radio, we have the beautiful and very talented Stephanie McKenzie. Hello. How are you doing? I am really, really good. Just finished a show, so a bit tired, but it's a two-show day, so really excited about the next one. Oh, good. I'm really <laughs> pleased. Now, you are currently on tour with the Osmonds musical. Now, yeah. Jay Osmond himself has written this, is that correct? Yeah, so it was written um, by Jay and co-written with Sean Carrison and Julian Biggs. Um, but Jay's overseen a lot of it. He's been here throughout the whole process and it started long, long before we even started rehearsing or anything like that. I think it was in workshops about four years ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's been a a long process. He must be very proud of it then and it must be like a project so dear to his heart. He probably can't let go. (laughs) Yes, some would argue that. I mean, the whole team are so passionate about it because I've been writing it for so long. I was actually speaking to him yesterday. Him and his wife, Karen, together, they've got a joint Facebook account. And he was like, oh, we miss you guys so much. Like, We can't wait to be back in July. They're like proud parents almost. Oh, bless them. (laughs) Bless them. Does this show sort of give you a little history of the Osmonds or is it a celebration of their songs or is it, you know, quite personal? You know what, those three points that you've just said are exactly what the show is. It's personal, it's a history, and it's a celebration. There's so much to learn about all of the brothers in such a beautiful light as well. Like you learn Mm. so much about their history. You see them grow up. So we have an amazing kids cast as well. So you see them from the very young Osmonds all the way through. And you get the big hits, you get puppy love, you get one-way ticket to anywhere, crazy horses, the whole works. So if you're a huge Osmond fan, it's amazing for you. Like It is a celebration, but also you learn so much about the Osmonds as well if you have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, it's just a fun, it's a party. Like We start at the top of Act 2 with we're having a party and it is, it is just a party. <laughs> oh, fantastic. How many are in the cast? <laughs> oh gosh, I want to say 25. Wow. If I'm thinking about kids as well, the adult cast, I think, is about 17 or 18. Okay. And the kids that you're talking about, is that the young version of them? or Yeah, so oh, they, wow. so we have the young versions of the Osmonds. We don't have a young Marie, but we have um, the six brothers. Oh. And they all have little moments and you see little snippets of their character as young boys as well. And I guess why they became who they became. Now your role, tell us about what you do. So I play Judy, who is actually an amalgamation of three different prominent managers in the Osmond's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is she's named after a wonderful woman called Judy Taylor, um, who is real and who is still <laughs> very, very, very instrumental in the Osmond's life. Wow. She is a straight talking, no rubbish kind of woman. She's a a woman in a man's world. The portrayal that I've given her is definitely someone who is not going to take any rubbish. I mean, when she meets the boys for the first time, they're late teens. Right. So she and she herself is only meant to be a couple years older than them. Oh, okay. So she's a bit higher than them, but is still in the same playing field. So she can have fun and she has a crack with them, but also 
guys have got work to do. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she knows that they're about to make her a lot of money. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds loads of fun. What has been the most challenging thing in the show and the preparation for the performances? It's an original musical. So, I mean, I hate paper waste, but there was a lot of paper involved in the rewriting and rewriting and rewriting. Because when you've got new material, it is constant like that. And because everyone was so involved and wanting to to make things their own, which is it was such a creative process. But it was like continually having to learn things and and relearn things and throw things away and try things out. And we had three weeks to do that. Wow. So when we opened in Leicester, we were like, oh my God, just before we opened, we lost two of our Osmond Five brothers to COVID. So it was a mix of COVID, the time constraints and doing a new musical. In, sure. Yeah, it was just that I think has been the most challenging thing. I was put on as Wendy, but I hadn't prepared for that until a couple of weeks before, just because it wasn't seen as necessary really. But oh my gosh, what a team what a team (laughs) because there is no way I mean how many tours have been cancelled or taken down because of COVID and time and everything else Mm. like we are so fortunate we've only missed one performance wow in the process Mm. which is nuts because we've had so many things against us but it's a company who are like guys we're going to do this and we're going to do it to the best of our ability and we're going to make it amazing and there's so much love and care Mm. and compassion within the company which is just that makes it easier yeah and also such a joy when you're touring for a long time exactly when did you say you started so we started rehearsals at the beginning of january and then opened at the curve the first week of february and your tour goes all the way to christmas all the way to christmas yep so we are literally all over the uk and ireland that's amazing (laughs) and are you getting to see some lovely places that maybe you hadn't seen before i fell in love with dublin yeah (laughs) i absolutely fell in love with dublin it's beautiful the the city's gorgeous the people are lovely and and i've never ever been to ireland i'm born on Mm. st patrick's day and we're in dublin the week after (gasps) so i was like this is just the best thing in the whole entire world (laughs) (laughs) oh that's wonderful wonderful. yeah now i know that you are still on tour and anybody can just google the osmond musical and get the whole tour dates yeah Uh, the closest ones for us in the thames valley is Coming up in August, which is the London New Wimbledon Theatre, 23rd to the 27th. And excitedly, you're coming to the Wickham Swan at Hyde Wickham on the 11th to the 15th of October. So I will remind our listeners to book in for those things when we come closer. And it would be lovely for us to be able to be in the audience and cheer you on for, you know, coming on the radio and talking to us. We really appreciate that. It's so nice. It's, I mean, my godmother's from High Wycombe, so she's, oh, she's already right. booked her tickets. Yeah, <laughs> um, So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing to have support in the audience. Just anyone who just wants a fun time and escape from the past two years and just enjoy themselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for spending thank time you, in between shows for us. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I will be there, definitely. Can't I'll wait bring to a see troop you. of people with us as well. And what's your favourite husband song? Oh, it has to be We're Having a Party. Okay, we will Amazing. play that in your honour. Thank you for having me. Thank you. See you in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, she's adorable. She's she really warm is. up for show too. I know, Crazy. she's fantastic. So, we're going to play um, Having a Party uh, from the original Osmonds right now. And uh, yeah, you can hear how much fun it is. <laughs> yeah, the crowd's going wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday night, and the show has just begun. 
set tonight, we're gonna book it down. Everybody's to spread the word all over the neighborhood. There it is. So that's having a party from the Osmonds. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. No, I can't wait to go and see it. Well, you mentioned that you can go and see a sing-along version of Anne Juliet now. I want to go to a sing-along version of that. You never know. You never know. It is a brand new musical, so it's really fun. Right. Well, the time has come. It has, Roderick. (laughs) (laughs) to put people out of their misery if they're there clutching at their brains to try and work out what we've been playing. They've had three short clips of Hopelessly Devoted to You from Greece. Yeah! It's from Greece, the musical. Hopefully you knew that. If not, I really think you need to wake up. Well, you say wake up. (laughs) I went to see... I went to see... I first watched Greece uh, about four years ago at 2am in the morning. Right. In in Australia. Okay. uh, Just suitable for Olivia Newton-John. And I had a lovely time watching it, but it was the first time I'd ever seen it, and I nodded off. So I still haven't seen the whole film. Get it together. So, yeah, I need to wake up. (laughs) Or you could go see the live show. Yeah. That's on tour at the moment. It was always the musical that we were banned from doing at school. I know. (laughs) And I understand why. Yeah. Anyway, we'll play you out with the full track of Hopelessly Devoted to You from Greece. But for now, that... That's it from Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company in Marlowe. Join us both next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from from the the Stage Door. Just a fool.